This is Taking Care in Business, a podcast that dives into the topic of corporate social responsibility from many different perspectives. Host Kathy Pedrotti Hayes is an expert in CSR and philanthropic giving, and her co-host, Vicki Bolson, is the founder and CEO of Bolson Group, a unified marketing company that was also the first B Corp certified company in Indiana. Kathy and Vicki became friends and equally passionate about CSR when they first worked together several years ago. Join them as they talk about why it is always worthwhile to take care in business. Good morning, Kathy. How's it going? I'm doing great. Going to the eye doctor today. You are. Mm-hmm. I literally put in my last pair of contact lenses. Did you? So, I know, so you got to go. I, well, I, I tried to get in sooner, but it just happened that, I mean, right. luck of the draw would have it. It was my last pair. You don't yes. wear contacts, do you? Yeah, I wear contacts. Oh, I I mm-hmm. guess I didn't know that. I do, and now I have to wear readers. So well, I'm like, <laughs> it's it's kind of funny when you either wear glasses or contacts, right. and then you still have to wear readers. Yeah, I forget them half the time and all of that. Yeah. I know, yeah. I know. It's a chore. Well, apparently three quarters three quarters of adults <laughs> in the U.S. and ninety one percent of people over fifty five, which I'm getting close, wear glasses. Oh. Mm-hmm. And in doing research for our interview today, I found out that the eyeglass industry is a $26 billion industry. Yeah, I believe it. Uh-huh. And so Mark Agnew, our guest we're having today, founded eyeglasses.com two decades ago is an antidote to optical stores and insurance companies that are known to overcharge customers for eyeglasses, prescription lenses, and sunglasses. His dissatisfaction with the industry also led him to write the book, and I really want to get this, Eyeglasses Buying Guide, published this year, which he offers 20 years of insights and tips for consumers to navigate eye care products, purchases, and benefits, ultimately to put money back into the pockets of the visually impaired. Yes. Yeah, that's amazing. (laughs) So now Agnew is challenging the existing buy one, give one philanthropy Mm -hmm. model made famous by Tom's through the launch of Mm Pieware. And for each pair of Pieware round rim eyeglasses or sunglasses purchased, eyeglasses.com pays for one eye surgery in rural India that cures blindness caused by cataracts, helping to transform lives for generations of opening doors or by opening doors to education and work opportunities for the poor. And we talked to him about the connection, so we'll get into that. But like many, Mark, a former Wall Street finance guy, wanted more meaning in his life. And I am sure that his story will resonate with our listeners. So, hey, Mark. Hey, Kathy. Hey, Vicki. <laughs> you know, I I want to start. I know you founded eyeglasses.com a couple decades ago. I think it was 1999, if I remember correctly. Um, but can you tell us why you even founded eyeglasses.com? I, I, I don't love the story, but I love what you did with the story. <laughs> That's a good, very nice way of putting it. (laughs) Um, Well, eyeglasses.com was uh, something that that I started after spending about 15 years on Wall Street. Um, But uh, even before that, um, when I was uh, a lot younger, in my 20s, I was uh, mugged, hit in the eye with a stick, and permanently blinded in one eye. Um, And that was a pretty shocking experience. uh, sort of life path uh, incident for me, but it took me uh, 15 or 20 years to figure it out. <laughs> uh, 
yeah, so when I was looking for something a little more meaningful to do than uh, work on Wall Street, uh, I started looking at many different businesses, and the eyewear business sort of naturally cropped up because of all the hours I'd spent in doctor's offices. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really how eyeglasses.com uh, sort of came to be. So how did you, the, the one-to-one model, talk, talk a little bit about that, and how did you decide to sort of switch that up? Yeah, so it's, it's been a, a continuing evolution. Um, I started the company in order to help consumers and uh, provide more choice and uh, at a lower price point. Um, and, and that's been, been good, but uh, it's, after 20 years, we've sort of barely moved the needle on, on helping people with that. And even today, less than 5% of the industry has moved to any online store, let alone eyeglasses.com. So in my continuing search to, uh, to do more for people, um, I uh, started looking at uh, different ways of giving back. And for about eight years, I've been giving glasses to the local homeless shelters mm-hmm. and making donations to local charities and things like that. Um, then some companies started uh, coming up with the, uh, the one-to-one model, um, which I was watching keenly. You know, Tom's did it and Corby Parker did it. And they, they were giving glasses, uh, one pair of glasses for every pair that you bought. And I looked at that, um, and that's that's good. That's a sort of a good place to start. But because eyeglasses are, um, you know, relatively inexpensive, the the actual donation value of each one of those gifts was very very low. Mm-hmm. And the impact that a pair of glasses has on people is uh, is complicated. For example, if I sent you a pair of eyeglass frames. There's really nothing you could do with it. Uh, you'd still have to go to your eye doctor. You'd still have to get a prescription. You'd still have to have uh, lenses installed, which requires equipment and instruments. And so it, it becomes a very complicated process. So I started looking for and, and found a way to um, really have a significant impact on somebody's life um, and I do that by funding a surgery so that blind people can see again. Yeah, I always wondered, you know, I, speaking of going to the eye doctor today, how they collect eyeglasses. And I always think, how do you actually distribute these things? You right. know, everybody has such a, you know, particular prescription. Sure. So this this is really, um, this is this is, to me, revolutionary for if you're going to, you know, contribute in this in this world. Um, where where are these patients? Uh, are they uh, in a particular part of the country? Yeah, the people who are getting surgeries are in India, mm-hmm. um, and and so uh, the 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 problem that needs to be overcome in providing any kind of eye care to people is is really a what I would call a distribution network. So if, if you want to give away free glasses to someone. To, uh, people, you need a distribution network, and you need a lot of people involved um, to accomplish that. And in India, there's an organization called uh, Sankara Eye Foundation, 
mm-hmm. um, which has which is a nonprofit organization that uh, has funded uh, 11 hospitals around India, and collectively in the last uh, 10 years they've provided two million eye surgeries to people who are totally blind because of cataracts. It's a, um, it's a very significant problem in India. Um, and as part of that, they have figured out how to do a cataract surgery for $30, where it costs about $4,000 per eye in this country. It's only $30 in India. Holy smokes. Right. They're doing something right. That's for sure. And that's the group that you you saw her yeah, speak, right? Yeah, this is so crazy. So um, we're a part of an organization called the Women's Presidents Organization. And um, several years ago, one of the, I think the daughter of the founder of Sankara came and talked about this. And I was just absolutely blown away that they were able to, to uh, uh, have people see. I mean, it's, uh, um, and the, the impact that they've had all over India is just really astounding. Right. So, so how did how did you discover them? Well, it's funny. Uh, about uh, eight years ago, I had an old car that I was trying to, to donate, mm. and I just uh, went on the internet and looked for organizations that would would accept uh, auto donations. And when I found one that was had something to do with the eye health business or the eyewear business, I immediately looked them up and, and donated my car to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and that's how it began. And so what does pie mean? Pie wear. Well, and it's P-I. Pie, yeah. yeah. Pie is, is what you, is the mathematical uh, concept that you need in order to describe a circle. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's the circumference or the radius or the or the the, uh, the area of a circle, and the pyro glasses are perfectly round. Ah. Mm. So, so are the lent, the frames rather that are available uh, through Pyware? Um, so, you know, it says here that they were created specifically to leverage the round eyeglasses trend. Was that modeled after? Uh, any particular celebrity, or um, how did that evolve? Round eyeglasses are actually the first shape of eyeglasses. So um, for uh, up until about the 1950s, uh, almost all the eyeglass frames that you could find were round. Uh, So John Lennon and Mahatma Gandhi and, uh, you know, uh, Stephen Jobs, Thought leaders going back 100, 200 years all wore round eyeglasses. And even today, there's sort of a, a cachet about round eyewear. When you see someone with round eyeglasses, you, you sort of instinctively want to think that they're kind of intelligent and smart and, and nerdy and that kind of thing. And uh, and that's a big trend right now. Wow. Cool. I had some blue-lensed round ones when I was in high school. Did you? <laughs> That's funny. I didn't start wearing uh, glasses until college. So, oh, really? Yeah. Not everybody should wear round eyeglasses, though. I don't think. <laughs> are they tortoise shell? I, I I think they are. I'm kind of asking a redundant question, I believe. Yeah, that's true. They're they're not for everybody. 
Um, I started them out as uh, metal frames, but I've been continually adding models, um, and now they do come in cellulose acetate, which is a kind of high-quality plastic, and uh, I've also uh, put out some models that are not perfectly round. Uh, so I have a question, and this is just like kind of understanding um, eye and eye health. And so is there a reason why is it just the preventative medicine that isn't available in India? Or why is why is there such a uh, proliferation of cataracts? Yeah, that's a, a really great question and a fundamental question. Cataracts are caused by nutrition, mm. so by poor diets. So uh, in India... Uh, there's a lot of poverty and people who are eating very little um, and they're eating one thing. And so that leads to a much higher incidence of cataracts. And it it also tells you that in this country where you find some cataracts, uh, it's um, it always comes back to nutrition and it's a, a good reminder to eat well and eat a balanced diet. Hmm. I did not know that at all. That makes sense, though. I mean, you know, now that he's explaining that. Mm-hmm. How are your uh, your team, your team at um, both eyeglasses.com and at Piewear reacting to this um, give back program? It's hugely energizing. I bet. It really, you know, when you can come in and say, uh, wow, we have so far um, caused over 850 people who were blind to be not blind. I mean, it's, it's really, it's just really pretty amazing to have that impact. Mm -hmm. When you think about uh, if you've ever known a blind person, um, what they have to go through in their daily life. But then you, you think about that in the context of someone who was already at poverty level Mm -hmm. Um, who's now who maybe was a breadwinner and um, or uh, someone who's very important in the household and now that person has to be supported by their community and then you take that person you give their vision back and all of a sudden all the people in the community that were caring for them don't have to anymore and that person can be productive and not only that but that whole community is impacted because they have been uh, the recipient of uh, the charity from a stranger, someone they don't even know. Mm -hmm. And that leads to sort of a, sort of an an accelerating feeling of gratitude, not only for the giver, but for the recipients and everyone around them. I, I just can't, you know, to have a pair of glasses on that are such a part of your daily life and to know that somebody else that you'll never meet can also see because of you. That's, yeah, it's, it's kind yeah, of out of... It's poetic, really. I right, mean, I know. Yeah, yeah. How many people have you helped to see again? Yeah, over 850 at this point. Oh, my word. That's great. Yeah. And how does it resonate with your cu- customers? Well, customers are, are very drawn to... To the uh, concept mm-hmm. of this, mm-hmm. um, but it turns out that they're much more interested in how they look. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. We're not getting many people who would not have already bought round glasses buying these in order to have you know funded the surgery. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully 
doing this interview will help because I think our listeners, I was just joking with Kathy between, uh, before we got you on the phone, I said, you know, I'm going to make a list of everything, like my budget and everything that I have to pay for and research if there's a way to do it in a more meaningful way. I mean, you know what I mean? Because if you think about it, you can grocery shop in a way that's more meaningful. You Mm -hmm. can, you know, I mean, now you can buy your glasses in a way that's more meaningful. It would be really interesting just to make a huge list and see if you can just kind of revamp your life. That's so true. You know, what? one of the um, outcomes of this that, that I haven't been able to measure is for all those people that have been uh, touched by the message of Piware but not purchased those glasses, those people are now aware that they can go to the Sankara website or even our website, mm-hmm. pay $30 and fund a surgery. So just right. raise the awareness of people uh, has an impact. And there's also a, another uh, uh, impact that's occurring here, and that is to point out to people that our medical system has gone high, uh, haywire, mm-hmm. that we have to charge $4,000 for a surgery that can easily be done and is being done by the millions for $30. Now, have you had an opportunity to go to Sankara? I haven't yet. That's... Uh, that's on my list is to go to India and actually experience uh, uh, the changes that uh, are being caused in people's lives there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how, how, how has that relationship been? I mean, you had this great idea, and obviously you, you've helped over 850 people get their sight. Um, how, is it, how has it been working with Sankara? Are they pretty um, good about that in terms of you know, making it easy for you to do? You know, in the beginning, I went to them, and they didn't know who I was. Right. I knew who, yeah. they didn't know who I was. And I said, look, I have this great idea. I want to market this new product where we'll be funding surgeries. And they said, gee, I, I don't know. We'll have to think about that. And they took it back to the board and mm-hmm. scratched their heads. And I think it, it took a little uh, uh, effort for them Um and really what it comes down to is trust. They didn't sure. know me, and um, but they've been thrilled. So they, I, I hear from the, uh, the director on a frequent basis, and he's just amazed and thrilled at this whole process. Oh, I bet. I, I, I hope that you get to go soon because that will be such a moving experience for you, I think. Yes. So one question that we like to ask our guest um, on the show is, what advice would you give to maybe another company who was interested in um, looking at either developing or growing their um, corporate responsibility platform? Yeah, that's a, a great question. So I think what the, the common way of looking at charity is, okay, let's carve out a part of our marketing budget and throw that at charity. And then, uh, you know, let's tell people that we're charitable and that'll be our effort. And that's the model that most companies use. And it's okay, but I I don't think it goes nearly far enough. And it's not that engaging. Like everybody knows now that most companies that they patronize, retailers and whatnot, have a, a charity effort. Uh, I tried to look at this from a different point of view, which was 
to um, create something where you still have a one-to-one, but the impact is much greater. And I think companies need to do that. Whatever their product is, try to carve out a small piece of it and make it into a one-to-one where the donation is huge. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and then market behind that. Uh, it's, it's much more impactful to people and um, much more engaging, I think. Yeah, I think that's great advice. Yeah, that's great advice. Mm-hmm. So um, let us know, Mark, how our listeners can first visit eyeglasses.com. I think it's just eyeglasses.com, right? Yes. Okay. And then where can they find this exclusive line of pieware? Sure. Just go to eyeglasses.com and type in pieware, P-I-W-E-A-R, in the search box. Or you can go to any search engine and type in Pyware, P-I-W-E-A-R, Pyware, and uh, the website comes up right away. Okay. Well, we really thank you for uh, coming on today and for just the amazing work you're doing. Uh, Thank you so much for that. Yeah, Kathy and Vicki, thank you so much. It's really been great. I appreciate the opportunity. One of the things that I've always wanted to do but never have had the opportunity is go to a naturalization ceremony. Have you had that? Yeah, I have. I I can't remember why, but I uh, oh no, I remember. It was uh the we the people, mm-hmm. you know, oh, through yeah. UAP yeah. Yeah. government in mm-hmm. high school Grace was a part and they went to a naturalization ceremony, so I tagged along cuz oh, I wanted to really see it. Cool. Yeah, in our um, Taking Care and Community segment, that's why you asked me this, uh, brought to us by National Bank of Indianapolis is a nomination to the Immigrant Welcome Center that supports a group that is unseen to many, our immigrant population. Um, And they were nominated, and there's a little excerpt I'd like to read that says, where it says, regardless of why a foreign-born person is here or how they came to be in Indianapolis, the IWC provides critical resources such as low-cost legal counsel as well as an immediate community of knowledgeable fellow immigrants. And I know in addition to the humanitarian work that they do, they also address issues around social justice for immigrants um, and improve our community environment. Which is great. Yeah, which is great. So we're very grateful for the work that they do. And again, to the wonderful people at National Bank of Indianapolis who sponsored this segment. Let's give a big thank you to our sound engineer, Matt Sosi. And our Taking Care and Community sponsor, National Bank of Indianapolis. If you'd like to nominate someone or an organization for a future episode, you can visit our website, takingcareinbusiness.com. Don't forget to subscribe, follow, or download Taking Care in Business wherever you get our podcasts. If you love Taking Care in Business, give us a five-star rating and leave a review or share this episode on your social media. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Taking Care in Biz, B-I-Z. If you have questions or comments, you can also email us at info at Thank you for joining us today, and until next time, Take Take care care in in business. business.